everyone, welcome to episode 19 of A Little Nerd Music entitled Marvelous. I'm Kelly. I'm Christina. And we have a lot of fandom news. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Um, this list got out of control. Yeah, before we get into our main discussion, we have a lot of fandom news. We have almost three pages, holy crap. So anyway... I think there's something Christina wants to celebrate first and foremost. The San Francisco Giants are the world champions. Yay! Our third time in five years, so everyone who said that we were a fluke can suck it. Also, uh, get ready for 2016 now, right? Exactly. (laughs) I did watch the final game, Christina, and she tried me. Okay. When that guy got on the third with two outs in the ni- bottom of the ninth inning, I almost had a panic attack. Like no I guess. know, me too, and I don't even care about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god, if they win, I'm going to have a very, very angry Christina on my hands. <laughs> and my neighbors are really quiet, but when that happened, all of a sudden, I heard all this pounding and just, no! <laughs> <laughs> even I was like, oh my god, no! And then my pop goes, what happens now? <laughs> I'm like, well, they keep going, Mom. <laughs> oh, my God. Because I told her, I'm like, if this guy gets out, then they win. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, what happens now? I'm like, well, now you have to wait for another out, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, lots of baby news. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to Rachel Bilson and Hayden Christensen. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> On the birth of their daughter, Briar Rose Christensen. I like their little nod to Disney. I like that. Disney nerds. Love it. They've been engaged forever. When are they going to get married? Well, didn't they get engaged and then they break up and then they got back together? Yeah. But still. Um, and then, although there's been no official confirmation, um, we would like to say congratulations to Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel. On the announcement of their pregnancy. Although even though it's not really an announcement, it's just everyone thinks so. It's an announcement by Us Weekly via an inside source. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, If you haven't gotten a chance to, you guys should definitely all go on our Instagram and Facebook and check out Brian's, our our ALNM listener Brian's um, Halloween costume. It was so epic. You saw the costume, right, Christina? I did. It was really cool. He had his own theme music. That is awesome. So, like, as he was walking around, he was playing the Skull and Crossbones um, theme music from Pirates of the Caribbean. Awesome. (laughs) So, congratulations, Ryan. Even though you couldn't enter the costume contest because we didn't know how to enter you, I think you won. Were you a pirate for Halloween? Um, our whole... So, Ryan works with me, and our whole department dressed up as pirates. Ah. Uh, so, each department dresses up as something different. I had no Halloween costume. I'm sorry. Did... That's not okay. I went to the Giants World Series parade, and it was, like, pouring rain, so any costume would have just been destroyed. Did uh, Susie get her mommy's little pumpkin costume? No, but she got... A dress that was bedazzled with the skull and crossbones. Oh my. Yes. And she had a sparkly tutu. Oh god. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Um, I hope everyone had a good Halloween and dressed up as much as Susie did. Um, um, in the last few weeks, there's been a lot of new Into the Woods trailers. There's been, like, three. Every time I turn around, there's a new one. I know. It's like they were waiting, and now all of a sudden they're, like, bringing them out every day or something. Mm Mm-hmm. And I love it. I'm so excited. (laughs) It's, like, insane how excited I am for this movie. And, uh, yeah. So if you haven't seen them, you should definitely look on YouTube. I think they're all on YouTube. I mean, they all look so cool, and you get to hear Meryl Streep sing, and Emily Blunt, and Willa Crawford, and uh, Daniel Huddlestone. They all sing in each of the trailers. I think even Johnny Depp sings a little bit in one of the trailers. I haven't watched so, any yeah. of them because I want to be surprised by all the voices. Oh. Because I tell myself that Meryl Streep will sound different than she did in Mamma Mia. <laughs> she does. Good. Yeah. I think she sounds better. Which is good. I hope so. Because <laughs> the witch definitely is one of the hardest characters with the hardest um, songs and stuff. Moving on. There are a bunch of new shows coming up. I, I assume in the next um, fall season. Um, NBC has ordered a pilot for a Bewitched follow-up series. Um, which would be kind of cool. So is it a sequel to the original television series? I believe so. That's what I'm guessing. Okay. Although I haven't read anything about it since I put this on the um, the outline like a few weeks ago. Hmm. So, I don't know. And then Elf, the movie Elf, that everyone knows because Will Ferrell did it, and everyone loves Will Ferrell except for me, um, is becoming an animated series, and Buddy will be voiced by Jim Parsons. Okay, so I'm not a big Will Ferrell fan, but I love Elf. I can't stand Will Ferrell. I I appreciate him for his, like, comic timing and him being, like, a really successful comic. I just don't like him. Elf was, the I think, the first thing I really remember seeing Zoe Deschanel in. Oh, yeah, she wasn't that. She was blonde. Yep. Um, the first thing I remember seeing her in was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. I forgot she was in that completely. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, Will Smith is bringing the 2005 movie Hitch to TV as a TV series, which would be really cool. I remember really liking that movie. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. What, really I liked it or really he's bringing it to TV? Really that you liked it? I mean, I just thought it was something different. Okay, like I'm it's... not surprised that you liked it, but I didn't like it. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say it's, like, amazing, but it was entertaining. You liked those kind of movies more than I do. Like, I don't like most kind of chick flick movies. That's true. I like chick flick movies. <laughs> um, a little Once Upon a Time news. The next episode, this coming Sunday, November 16th, um, entitled Smash the Mirror, will be two hours long um, for sweeps. And um, they already advertised it in their um, promo for the, for the next week. If you watched the show this week. Um, and they announced that they cast, uh, Victoria Smurfit, which I think that's a funny last name, <laughs> um, from Dracula as Cruella de Vil, who will be appearing in the winter finale. Interesting. Hey. Um, also, I didn't, we didn't put it on the, um, whatever this is called, <laughs> outline. Outline? <laughs> but they did announce premiere dates for Agent Carter and Gallivant. Yay! 
And I believe it's January 8th. Do my mind check on that, though? I believe it's January 8th. We also um, saw the first trailer for it if you watched the Marvel special the other week. And the first trailer for Galavan. Mm-hmm. It is airing January 6th. There you go. I'm super, super excited. I'm excited for both of those. I think they're going to be really good. And so I don't know if it officially was confirmed from other things, but they showed a preview clip of Agent Carter um, featuring Haley Atwell and Dominic Cooper as Howard Stark. Oh yeah, I saw that actually. And also James Darcy as Jarvis. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll probably talk about that a little bit later in our secondary discussion, Mm -hmm. but... Yes, they did have all that. All that stuff. <laughs> um, CSI's season has been cut from 22 episodes to 18 this year. So, uh, I, want, I don't know why. Do you know why? It's the first time they've ever had a season cut short. I think it might be on its way out. Ooh. I've never watched a single episode, but... Really? No? Yeah. I feel like it's one of those things that's such a part of pop culture like I can't comprehend that people haven't seen any of it to me I can't tell the difference between CSI and NCIS <gasps> I I kind of like get confused about which one is which but what? I have seen I've seen a bunch of episodes of NCIS you're so killing me. me killing me no I've seen NCIS no you're and killing me that you would think NCIS is CSI it's just because all the letters are the same <laughs> It's not for any other reason other than the letters confuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my heart. That's seriously the only reason. I'm like, all these letters confuse me. Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Tyler Posey and his fiance, Shauna Gorlick, broke off their engagement at the end of October. That shocked me. I know, I was so surprised. I think that was the first piece of fandom news we put on this outline. Because it came out of nowhere, too. He just mentioned it in an interview. It's like, what? And then he was like, I don't want to talk about it. It's like, then why, <laughs> then why did you bring, you bring it, it up? up? <laughs> yeah. I know, I was super surprised. But Although, from what I can understand from the interview, it sounded like she dumped him. Yeah. That's what it sounded so. like to me, too. It sounded like he got in trouble for something. I wonder what. Um, also, engagement news, congrats to Benedict Cumberbatch on his engagement. Which was super cute, by the way. He announced it in the paper. Yeah, I heard about that. The old-fashioned way. In the paper. I like that. I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, so something kind of big happened this this last week that Christina alerted me to. Christina, do you want to talk about it? So, One Direction's coming out with an album soon, so they're doing the full media rampage. Which, by the way, I like their new single right now. Ready to Run. It's good. Oh, I haven't heard that yet. Because the the Steal My Girl song was terrible. Oh. Well, that's good. Anyway, continue. Okay. So, he was doing an interview. Harry was doing an interview with Liam. And, of course, the interviewer asked what they they look for in a romantic partner. And Mm -hmm. Liam made a joke like, well, female. And then Harry said... No, that doesn't really matter, and then they just moved on. So, it's contributing to the speculation that Harry Styles might be bi. And I swear to God, if I hear see one more article saying, well, he can't be bi because he's had girlfriends, I'm gonna punch something. <laughs> like, when you texted me that today, I, like, laughed out loud at work. <laughs> but it's like, do you not understand what it means to be bisexual? 
I think all the like twelve year old girls that like him don't understand what bi means. They're like, well, he can't be bi. He's straight because he's had girlfriends. I'm like, um, what? Yeah, they don't know what that means. <sighs> yeah, kids are stupid. Bi means you like both genders. Yep. For those of you listening <laughs> who don't know, <laughs> thank what you, it means. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, maybe some people don't know what it means. Okay. But you wanted to talk about not so much like the speculation about whether he's bi or not, because that's his own personal business, and he doesn't owe it to anyone to tell. But right. like, if he were to come out officially as being either bisexual or pansexual or anything besides straight, what kind of ramifications do you think it would have on this younger generation of fans of One Direction? I think it'd be great. I mean, to have that big of a, like, role model, I guess, or, you know, a huge public figure like that to be bi or gay or whatever, I mean, it sort of keeps, it helps kids understand what it means and, like, opens their possibilities and stuff like that. Like, maybe some kids feel the same way and they are scared to come out or, you know, they didn't know what the feelings meant and now they can put a name to it or something like that. I think it'll be really helpful for the younger generation to be, like, a lot more tolerant of different sexual preferences. He also strikes me as someone who's very confident in his own skin. Yeah. So I think that would also lend itself positively to kids who look up to him. Yeah, I think so, too. I think he... I mean, I don't know much about One Direction at all. Sorry. But from what I can see, like, the few things that I've seen of them... He seems like the most, like, chill and, like, comfortable with himself. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting because their management team is kind of known for hysterically freaking out about gay rumors for any of the members. And several other members of the band are very defensive about it. And the way he so doesn't care about those things and is so supportive of the gay community is really refreshing in comparison to, I think, some other people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's always refreshing to have someone be a little bit more open and, and free, I guess, about it. Mm-hmm. Um, because so many people are so, like, uptight about sexual preference and labeling things. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think also, like, their management probably is so scared about, like, something coming out about, like, oh, already we have these people that are shipping them, and now he's going to be gay. If he's gay, then people are going to be like, it's true. Because... Like, so it was a big thing that people were shipping him and Louis. And, uh-huh. like, Louis freaked out about it. Like, full on, like, fighting with people on Twitter and, like, full freak out. And mm-hmm. Harry was just kind of like, meh. <laughs> yeah. Much I like. I think that's good. How old is he? Harry? Yeah. He's 20. All right. Well, anyway, moving on. <laughs> that's our One Direction freak out for the year. Sorry, everyone. Sorry. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Um, so for those of you who watch Vampire Diaries, um, Damon is back from the dead. Which one is Damon? Ian Summerhalder. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, Bonnie sacrificed herself to bring him back, and, um, that was really cool. I was really surprised. I actually did not see that coming at all. Um, and Tyler might have killed someone and triggered his werewolf gene again. And then there's Dr. Joe who can't be compelled, and we found later, in a later episode, that she's a witch, and that's why she can't be compelled. But what does that mean for Rick and her her relationship with Rick? 
and Rick is no longer a vampire, which I didn't quite understand that. <laughs> so apparently, because you know, so here's the deal. If you cross the, <laughs> the border to Mystic Falls, or like town, okay. then you die the same death you died when you became a vampire. Okay. So he was hit by a car and like flew over the town line. Okay. And so he was dying. And then he had like a, I think he was stabbed when he died. Okay. And so he started, like, bleeding and bleeding, and she had, like, this one packet of gauze that seemed to go on forever. <laughs> like, most packets of gauze have, like, what, two strips of gauze? You she mean, just... like, one little, like, not a box, but, like, one little tear packet? Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> and so she just kept, like, trying to stop his bleeding, and I'm not, he died for a second, and then he came back, and then they're like, oh, Rick's no longer a vampire. So if any of you guys understand what happened, please enlighten me, because I'm confused. I sense magic. But, anyway, her magic gauze cured him of vampirism. <laughs> I could use that magic gauze. I know. I know. So, um, yeah. I mean, every episode ends on a cliffhanger. She's like, oh my god. <laughs> Seriously, it's so good. Okay, anyway. Um... So yeah, it was like you were speaking a different language. <laughs> That's how I feel when you talk about it, Dr. Who. Yay. <laughs> um, Star Wars Episode 7 wrapped, you guys. Yay. <laughs> Everyone get ready for December 2015. Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. Okay, so I have to say, when that title got announced... It seemed like everybody had the same reaction to that as when Justin Timberlake came out with Sexy Back. What's that? It's like, when did the Force fall asleep? Why does it need to wake up? What? It didn't fall asleep. It was like the Force was gone because the Empire took over. But the Force wasn't gone. The Force is everywhere around us. I know, but they don't believe in the Force. Don't don't they? I mean, Darth Vader was like near... And the Emperor. Yeah, but Darth Vader's dead, and so is the Emperor. Yeah, but like, in Star Wars chronology that just happened. That's been like 30 years or something, dude. I'm saying in terms of the movies for the audience watching. Okay, well anyway, maybe it was just dormant. I'm just saying I enjoyed <laughs> the internet meme that followed. I have not seen any of these, but I do remember the sexy back ones. Where did sexy go? Why does he have to think of that? And the SNL skit. Yeah, the immigrants one? Yeah, oh my god, I died. That was the funniest skit. He's like, it's only gone and I will bring it back. (laughs) But where did it go? (laughs) Um, We will post that on our Tumblr, you guys, because it's one of the greatest skits ever. People will be on board with it, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) It'll work. (laughs) I like when he sings, he's like, call me a bit. It'll be a girl? No! Anyway, we're getting way off topic. Sorry. <laughs> um, in Supernatural news, Dean is no longer a demon. What? I got five minutes into the season premiere. I need to catch up. <laughs> and um, tomorrow night, Tuesday, November 11th, will be the 200th episode of Supernatural. That blows my mind. And this episode of the podcast will for sure come out afterwards so um 
We hope you all enjoyed the episode. I'm really super looking forward to it. Um, it's called Fan Fiction, right? Yes. And um, it looks awesome. I, I'm so excited. I need to watch the four episodes preceding that as quickly as possible. You really don't. The last week's was kind of a throwaway episode. Oh, okay. You probably just have to watch like the third episode. Oh, I should watch the first episode. <laughs> it wasn't that good. I know, I'm but I need to know what's happening. Okay. Um, the People's Choice Awards nominees have been announced. So go vote. The actual telecast is in January. And you can go to peopleschoice.com and vote for your all your favorites. And as usual, the supernatural male lead category, I believe, is Jensen Ackles, Jared Padalecki, um, Misha Collins, Ian Summerhalder, and Paul Wesley. <laughs> So, I don't know who you're going to vote for, but it was super hard for me to pick one. <laughs> Isn't Lucy Liu nominated for something? Yeah. I mean, they have so many more um, categories every year. Oh, favorite movie's going to kill me. And favorite action movie. Oh my god. Anyway, the telecast is going to be hosted by Allison Janney and um, Anna Ferris in January. Um, how do I choose between Guardians of the Galaxy and Captain America? I voted twice and voted once for one and once for the other. Favorite movie duo, Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, or Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone? Kill me. Andrew now. Garfield, Emma Stone? I'm so, I am like, I, I love Scarlett Johansson, and I know you don't, and you have to deal. I know, I don't. She's starting to get on my nerves less, Ooh. But, but I still don't like her. Um, so, this actually, this news um, piece that I'm about to tell you guys came up on my phone when I was at work. Okay. And it was pretty... Oh. Um. I was really surprised. <laughs> so apparently, Jamie Dornan, who plays Christian Grey in Fifty Shades of Grey, um, had contractually banned his private areas from being shown on film. <laughs> so... Yeah, I just, like, I was taking a break at work, and I, like, clicked on Facebook, and that was, like, the first thing that showed up on Hypeable. And I was like, what? No! <laughs> because they didn't say private nail parts. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I guess you won't get to see any of that, if that's what you were hoping for. I'm, like, dying here. <laughs> I also think that that will bring down the rating. Well, Yeah. I mean, they have to somehow, and if he, like, contractually banned his that, <laughs> I don't know how to say it without being dirty, so I'm just not going to. It's um, a scientific term, Kelly. I know, but what if children are listening to this? How many children do you think are listening to this? I don't know, but I worry about these people. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Private parts. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, um, a new girl just never says it. <laughs> anyway, I feel like that'll bring down the rating a lot, because, obviously. I don't get how this movie's not going to be NC-17. Like, I really don't get it. Well, because they can't show that, and they're probably going to take out a lot of the stuff. It's probably just her, like, writing in a diary or doing some sort of, like, voiceover or something. But, I mean, if it's clearly adult content, like the bulk of the film, it's NC-17. Well, they're somehow going to get around it. It pisses me off, too, that, like, 
sexual material automatically gets higher rating than, like, violence. Yes. Because I would be less concerned about, like, 17, 16-year-olds seeing a short sex scene than someone getting their head head blown blown off. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I agree with you. Um, You know, it's weird because part of me is like, I kind of want to see it. And I'm like, but why do you want to see it? That's a terrible idea. I'll just wait for it to go on Netflix. I'm, like, not even curious. I'm curious. I'm not. All right, then don't be. <laughs> Jeez. It, like, its actual existence offends me. <laughs> I enjoyed the story you told me where the guy at Target was putting the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy and then the Bible. Yeah. No, it wasn't the Bible. It was the novelization of the Bible miniseries. Ah, okay. I don't get that's, how that's different, but apparently it is. It's so funny, though. It's like, if you're this, watch, reading this, you're going to need to find Jesus. <laughs> uh, but he was just, like, putting them together and, like, giggling to himself. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade has announced their Broadway performances for this year. Um, the 2014 winner of the... Best Musical Tony, A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder, is going to be performing. Yay. The Last Ship will be performing, featuring Sting and Adina Menzel. Oh, interesting. Um, On the Town is going to have a performance. Sideshow and Finding Neverland. (laughs) And, oh, sorry, and um, a sneak peek at the Peter Pan Live with Christopher Walken and Allison Williams. Why are you crying about Finding Neverland? Because they freaking replaced Jeremy Jordan with Matthew Morrison. I know. I'm so upset about that. Um, that was the next piece of news that I was going to say. Matthew Morrison, who plays uh, all of you that are listening probably know him as Mr. Shoe on Glee, that he was also the original Link Larkin in the Broadway production of Hairspray. Um, he'll be returning to Broadway in Finding Neverland as J.M. Barry. And um, it's set to pre- begin production in twenty in March 2015 with an opening in April. And if you um, want a little sneak peek of it, um, Jennifer Hudson performed one of the main songs at the end of the Tonys last year. Yeah, that was Which cool. was so good. It was super good. Um, and then, <laughs> on our notes, I said, what about Jeremy Jordan? If I say he's in it, he's in it, Christina. <laughs> I like because you put the list of the shows at the Thanksgiving Day Parade, and you put Finding Neverland, and then you're like, Jeremy Jordan? And I'm like, ooh, she's going to be upset. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I knew he played it in the workshop. And he was so good. I know, I love him. I didn't it's know so- this, though. Apparently, Matthew Morrison played the role before Jeremy Jordan. Uh, like, I, I think he's that. doing a new show anyway. He should, because he's awesome. I feel like I read something about him doing a show before Osnes, but I could be totally wrong. Well, if he ever needs something to do, I'm sure they'll get him on Madam Secretary. <laughs> yeah, because Corey Cott and Eric Morgan are in it right now. And so many, so many Broadway people. <laughs> so many Broadway people. Um, so when so, is the last five years coming out? Uh, Valentine's Day, 2015. Sweet. Yeah, I'm super excited. We're going to get a lot of Anna Kendrick coming up here soon. Um, sorry, Christina, for my little uh, rant that I'm about to do right now. 
Well, I will go check on my phone. No. Okay. <laughs> so we have some Bachelor news, you guys, and I don't know if anyone else even watches it, but I think it's interesting. Um, con- the controversial Bachelor couple, Juan Pablo Galavis uh, and Nikki Farrell, finally broke up. Um, if you don't remember, Juan Pablo was like the biggest D-bag in Bachelor history. Um, it was a pretty well-known fact that like cast and crew didn't like him, and he refused to say I love you to Nikki Farrell. Was he the one who said that they wouldn't have any gay bachelors because it's too, like, kinky or something? Yeah. He's the one that said all the things about gay people. Uh. Yeah. And then he's like, I don't speak English. It was taken out of context because I don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> what? He's just makes an idiot. perfect sense. Yeah. He's just an idiot. I'm surprised she lasted this long. It's been, like, a year. I would have been like, No. Um, also, the Bachelor franchise is going to get its own float in January's Tournament of Roses parade. Oh my god. the Bachelor is pretty much the uh, Roses' biggest commercial. Um, so, Chris Harrison, the new Bachelor Chris Souls, and all the married Bachelor couples, so the Mesnicks, the Rosenbaums, the... Sutters and I believe the Lowe's will all be on the on the float, as well as um, it'll have a facade of the Bachelor Mansion, champagne flutes, and a functioning hot tub with people in it. Um, and then they're gonna have corn from Crystal's actual farm in Iowa. Um, yeah, so that's all the Bachelor news I have. I'm sorry, Christina. I just thought it was cool. You can talk now. So we had the two season finale of Doctor Who and so if you haven't watched it you should stop listening now because there are lots and lots of spoilers but in the first part they killed Danny just by having him get hit by a car while he was talking on the phone that's a good lesson (laughs) it was like at the beginning of the episode they're talking they say I love you for the first time and he's not answering he's not answering and then a woman picks up his phone and is like I'm so sorry oh weird so then the doctor and Clara embark on this mission to bring him back from the afterlife. Because through the whole season, there had been this character of Missy, and she was bringing people who were dying in each episode to, like, paradise, she was saying. And so they finally met her, and she revealed that she was a robot and introduced them to the person in charge. And then it turned out that she was actually the person in charge. And then the first half... Uh, the finale ended with her revealing she is the master. Who is, for people who don't know, like Kelly, has been one of the main villains on Doctor Who since the beginning. And is the Doctor's childhood friend, who is also a Time Lord. And this is the first time the master has ever been portrayed by a woman. And Yahoo had this article talking about how fans were upset about this reveal, because they didn't like that the traditionally male character had been turned into a woman. And I literally do not know a single Who fan who felt that way. So I don't know what they're talking about. Okay. (laughs) So then it turned out that all the souls are being used to create Cybermen, who are also villains. And they killed off one of the really popular characters from the 50th anniversary special. And they more permanently killed off Danny. 
And at the end of the episode, the Doctor and Clara separate because they're both lying to each other about how great their lives are. So that the other person won't feel bad about leaving each other. Mm-hmm. And so then it ends like that and they start playing the credits and all of a sudden it cuts back to the Doctor and the TARDIS alone. And someone's knocking on the door like saying like, you know, it could end like that. You need to open the door and all this stuff. And the door opens and it's Nick Frost playing Santa Claus. Yeah. So do you know who Nick Frost is? No. He does all those comedy movies with Simon Pegg. Okay. So like Hot Fuzz and all that stuff. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that many Simon Pegg movies, so. But the, okay. he is hilarious. And the fact that he's going to be playing Santa Claus in the Christmas special, I'm like really excited. <laughs> but I cried a lot during the second half of the finale, so... Alright. Yes. Uh-huh. Cool. Oh no, there was this one part in the second half where you found out that Danny had this one opportunity to come back from sacrificing himself, but he could only send one person back who had died, so instead of himself, he sent back the kid that he had accidentally killed in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And so then he could never see Clara again, and like when that happened, like my mom wasn't even into the show, and she's just like, what? <laughs> She's like, that's so noble, but what? Oh, alright. Anyway, <laughs> as enlightening as that was. Hey. <laughs> um, we have a lot of casting news, actually. Um, so, Marina Bakarin, Bakarin? Bakarin. I don't know how you say her name. Who you may know from Firefly or Homeland, or I know her from The O.C., and who was originally supposed to be in the Avengers. Hmm. But they replaced, him, they replaced her with Colby Smulders. Oh, good replacement. Anyway, she was cast as a, in a major role on Gotham. Oh. Um, Lindsay Fonseca, um, who played one of the children on How I Met Your Mother, was cast in Agent Carter. What children? The kids that he's telling the story to. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Lindsay Fonseca was his daughter. Oh. And then the son was from Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> she's from The Young and the Restless. Oh, is she? Mm-hmm. I don't know that. Um, so The Flash has cast, I'm sure I'm saying her name wrong, Malise Zhao. Mm-hmm. Um. You may know her from the canceled show last season, Star Cross. And she was also Anna on the first season of The Vampire Diaries. And she's been cast as Linda Park, a possible love interest for Barry on The Flash. This might be my favorite piece of casting news, actually. <laughs> um, Daniel Radcliffe and Lizzie Kaplan have joined the cast of Now You See Me 2, which I'm surprised they're even making a sequel but whatever. It did relatively well, I thought. The sequel does also in- include Woody Harrelson, Isla Fisher, um, Dave Franco, and God, what's the Mark Zuckerberg kid's name? <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> That's it. They're all in it. They're coming back. And um, Daniel Radcliffe is playing Michael Caine's son, Walter. That is perfect. I know, that's awesome. I think that's really cool. 
Now, what I want to know is why Lizzie Kaplan was not in on the Mean Girls reunion. I don't know. I I hope there is one. I don't think there will be, but I hope so. No, the photo shoot reunion that they had. No, I know, but I want there to be an actual Mean Girls like, uh, sequel. There won't be, but I just want it there to be. It's like my favorite movie. Did you see the Marvel one-shot she was in? No. Oh, you should. It's pretty funny. Okay. <laughs> um, the Scorch Trials has added Lily Taylor to the cast, and I'm not sure what she's famous for, but I know her as Corey from Say Anything, um, if you guys have seen that movie. Like, we're talking the original, like, John Cusack movie. Yeah. But I don't know what she's famous for now. Um, she was in Six Feet Under. Oh, Okay. Which is also old, so I don't really know. <laughs> um, Christian Bale has exited the Steve Jobs biopic. Okay, how many Steve Jobs movies do we need? Yeah, didn't we just have one with Ashton Kutcher? And wasn't that, like, one of two that came out at the same time? That I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Um, Minnie Driver has been cast as the narrator slash adult Wendy Darling in Peter Pan Live. That makes um, me happy. Yeah. It actually should be airing within the next few weeks. Probably in like three weeks. Because if you guys remember, last year they aired Sound of Music on December 5th. They aired it very early on in the holiday season. I saw an ad for it the other day and they said when oh here, it's airing November 26th. Oh wow, really soon. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'm actually kind of excited, but kind of nervous for it because I feel like the sound of music was kind of a hot mess. Yeah, and like the sound of music had moments of awesome and a lot of suck. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad the Christian Borles in it. That makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ben Savage has been cast as the. Younger version of Mandy Patinkin on Criminal Minds. I am super excited about I this. I think that's hilarious. Okay, so um, Joe Mantegna replaced Mandy Patinkin after season three because Mandy Patinkin left the show because he thought the creators made the show too dark. I don't know what he was expecting from Criminal Minds, but okay. Um, so uh-huh. those two characters had a history of them starting the unit together. So... The episode's going to be a lot of flashback about the two characters starting, like, the BAU. Oh, cool. And it's the first time um, the Gideon character has been on Criminal Minds since Mandy Patankin left. Like, they haven't even had flashbacks with him or anything. Oh, okay. That'd be cool. Yeah. Plus, Ben Savage, I've seen him on, like, a handful of things since 2012, and I actually do like him. I think he's funny. Like, when he was on Chuck, I thought that was hilarious. (laughs) Criminal Minds has a habit of taking actors from your childhood and, except for this case, um, turning them into real dark serial killers. <laughs> like, James Vanderbeek was this, like, psychopathic, like, multiple personality serial killer who kidnapped, um, Reed, who's, um, oh god, Matthew Gray Goobler's character for two episodes. And it was, like, traumatizing for me. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> my mom, like, I remember when it was airing, she's like, isn't that the guy from Dawson's Creek? 
funny. He was on Watch Me Who who were we talking about? I used a lot James, of names there. James Vanderbeek. Ah. James Vanderbeek makes me happy because of how often he plays parodies of himself. Yeah. In that NBC show, was it, or ABC show, was Disney play a parody of himself? The yeah. one that was like, don't trust the bee in apartment 23? And they tried to put together Dawson's Creek reunion, and supposedly no one wanted to come, so they got a bunch of random, like, 90s teen stars. That's awesome. And I just, the only one I remember was Frankie Munoz. Oh my god. But the thing was, if the show had gone on, they were actually going to have the Dawson's Creek Union. Except for Katie Holmes, I'm sure. No, because right when they are waiting to find out if it got renewed was when she divorced Tom Cruise, and then she was all like, yeah, I'd do it. Oh, that's cool. And then it got cancelled, and I'm like, no! <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of cancellations... Oh, dear. Um, Manhattan Love Story on ABC was the first canceled show of the fall after only four episodes. And it got hardcore canceled, like, pulled from the lineup immediately. It wasn't just like, oh, we're cutting the episodes down, or oh, we're letting it finish its series run. No, just gone. It's like, you're gone. Um, the other canceled shows are A to Z, Bad Judge, Mulaney, Utopia, Witches of East End, and I'm very sad to hear this, but I knew it was going to happen. Selfie has been canceled. They haven't actually officially canceled Mulaney yet. I don't know why they haven't, but they haven't. Oh, no, I got this from, like, an official cancellation list. Yeah, but everything I'm reading, they cut down the number of episodes, and they're saying it's pretty much canceled, but it hasn't been officially announced that it's not coming back. Mm. Let's see. Um, and full season orders were given to Forever, Blackish, Gotham, The Flash, Madam Secretary, Jane the Virgin, Scorpion, NCIS New Orleans, How to Get Away with Murder, Mysteries of Laura, and Royal Pains. Okay, what? I don't understand the full season order for Royal Pains, because that's been on for years. They were going to cancel it, uh -huh. and I guess now they're not going to. That's weird. They were going to give it, I believe, we talked about it on one of the podcasts, that they were going to give it like an abbreviated final season. Like white collar? So why do we yeah. get more royal pains and not white collar? And now they're not. <laughs> Isn't royal pains the show that Hayden Christensen sued because he said he came up with it, but the judge is like, it doesn't count if you don't tell anyone? I don't know. I think so. But that's pretty hilarious. <laughs> so, Christina, did you watch the first episode of Constantine? I did. It was. I was surprised that it didn't suck. Really? It's one of those shows where I don't make sure to sit down and watch it every week, but when I have time to catch up on television, it's one of the ones I look for. Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, I haven't even watched it. Usually because I watch Grimm and I'm so tired, I go to sleep. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's based on the DC comic, but right. it has more of a supernatural type vibe than it does a comic book vibe. That's what I got from the, um, like, trailers slash promos for it, too. But, I mean, like, Castiel's costume is based on Constantine, so, you, like, you know yes. Supernatural would probably take some inspiration from it. Right. Right, I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you like to talk a little bit about Elementary? I 
really like where they're going with the show. Like, they don't have Watson and Sherlock immediately, like, working together again. I'm not sure mm-hmm. I like the new girl that, like, in the beginning, I didn't like the new girl that he brought in. But after this very last episode, I'm starting to like her more. Like, because they're giving her more of a backstory. Mm-hmm. But... Watson's boyfriend on Elementary Now was Catherine McPhee's boyfriend on Smash. The Indian guy? Yeah. Dev something. I can't remember his name. I don't know. It's just I was trying to remember what I knew him from and I put looked him up on Wikipedia and it's like, oh, that guy. Oh, he was also on um, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, which I know you didn't watch, but this is uh, He was also on that. Huh. That's cool though. For a second when you said Smash boyfriend, I was like, Will Chase? If it was Will Chase, I would have recognized him. That's true. Um, so Hawaii Five O's one hundred episode aired last week. It was so good. I had totally stopped watching that show. Oh my god, it was so good. Really? I should start watching it again. Cause they kind of brought back a bunch of characters that you missed. So they brought back Will Young Lee, who I adore. And I think it's hilarious that they give him this over-the-top um, like accent in the show. And I'm just looking at him. I'm like, you're from Virginia. Who is it? William Lee. Oh. Um, if you saw him, you'd recognize him. But it's just, I'm really familiar with him because I had to write an essay in college about a documentary he made about Asian Americans in cinema. Ah. But um, okay. he came back to help them arrest Gavin Rossdale's character. Gavin Rossdale's character? Yeah, he's like a crime lord. Nice. And I was like, oh, Gavin Rossdale. And my mom's like, who's that? And I was like trying to explain like his music career. And she's like, what? I'm like, he's married to Gwen Stefani. Oh! <laughs> um, and they brought back um, Wofat, who's been one of the main villains from the entire run of the show who is Mark, Dis- I can't say his name, Disgoscos, who is best known as being the host of Iron Chef. Yeah, that's what I know. I was like, that's the guy from Iron Chef. Yeah. And they actually killed him, finally, in the 100th episode. Wow. Thanks for ruining it. You're welcome. But the entire episode was interesting because, like, they keep putting... McGarrett under this drug like it's not a spoiler because it's from the very beginning of the show but um so he starts hallucinating <laughs> what his life would be like if his father hadn't died in the pilot uh-huh. so it's like you see all these different characters who had been on the show like they briefly get their little spots like in his flashbacks of like being off to the side and different things like the girl who was Alex Mack they had Oh my god, I love her! And they brought back James Marsters, and it's they brought back a lot of people, and it was just yeah. really fun to see them kind of, like, in different situations. But the entire end of the episode was, like, this music video. <laughs> I didn't know Five for Fighting is still around, but apparently they are, so they wrote an original song for the finale. No, not finale. Yeah. 100th episode. And they brought back all these images from like the history of the show and like different characters and all that stuff and it was, it was really nicely like brought together huh interesting well I'll try and watch it mm-hmm. um also another bit of fandom news you guys why Toy Story 4 has been announced what do you mean why 
Because it was so perfectly wrapped up, like, even, like, with our childhoods and everything, and then they're just, like, adding a fourth one, and I don't believe it's going to be good. Toy Story 4 is coming, you guys. Toy Story 4 is coming. Oh. I'm excited. I'm terrified. <laughs> Shut it, Christina. I'm excited. When are fourth movies ever good? Um, Goblet of Fire. Wait, did you not think Goblet of Fire was good? It was, was good. fine. But, wait, Rashida Jones is writing it? Yeah, yes. I don't oh, know. I, I just found it online. I didn't know Rashida Jones was writing Okay, I'm a little hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, anyway. Um, Christina, yes. what is your obsession for this episode? How to get away with murder? Oh my god, I'm so completely obsessed. I can't even, like, deal. <laughs> okay. I felt really far behind, and then I watched four episodes in a row, and they're just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> like, you need to understand I, how good this show is. I can't get into it. Oh, um, it's amazing. It's like one of the best shows on TV right now. Alright, well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. And his accent is wonderful. Who, Alfie Enos? Yes. Oh, good. Like, I like how you know that that's the only person I care about on the show. <laughs> but Viola <laughs> Davis is amazing. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if she got, like, nominations come award season. I mean, Viola Davis is amazing. That's just a fact. I like, though, she has, in one of the episodes, she had the scene where she was, like, kind of getting ready for bed and, like, taking off all her makeup and all this stuff. And they wanted her to leave her wig on. And she's like, no. She's like, if you're going to show like a woman getting ready for bed, she is not going to bed in her wig. She wears a wig? Yeah. Well, because, um, so they had her like take off her wig and she had her natural hair and everything. And I guess since then, she's gone out in public a lot more with her natural hair because she's starting to feel like more confident in it. Uh-huh. So I thought that was a really nice touch. Um, well, good. I'm, I'm actually really surprised that she's on a TV show. Yeah. Because that kind of limits you as far as movies for a while. But, I mean, the full ep- like season run is still only 15 episodes. Oh, okay. Because that's all she was willing to sign on for, I guess. But it also means when a show is that compact that you can pack that much more punch into each episode. Right. Well, that'd be cool. Maybe when it's over, I can pick up on it. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy all the interviews, though, with um, Alfie Enoch that we get because of it. Mm-hmm. I love Alfie Enoch. I think he's so cute. I love him so much. When he was on no. Sherlock, I got so excited. <laughs> That's funny. I like him, too. He's adorable. He's really charming. He is. Well, yeah. What, did you see Obviously. him on Jimmy Kimmel? No, I saw that he was on it. I still need to watch it. You should, because he talks about how he tried to go streaking across the Harry Potter set. I've actually heard that story before. I think someone else told that story, too. It was cute. I also like how Um, he's, like, one of the only people on that cast to, like, surprisingly get really tall. Yeah, he did get really tall. Well, Matthew Lewis, too, got really tall. Yeah, I said one of the few. Yeah. But, I mean, like, all the main people, like, not really. Yeah. I kind of expected uh, Luke Grant to get a little bit taller, but he didn't. 
he is on Broadway right now, which I did not know. I know. Yay, Rupert Grant. I saw a clip of it and I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> um, he was in so, a lot of makeup. <laughs> what is he in? Uh, he's in the one with, um, I cannot remember the name of it. It's only a play. That's it. Ah, okay. With um, a lot of huge Broadway talent. Oh, cool. Well, hopefully he's able to hold his own with that. Yeah. I mean, it's um, Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick and Megan Mullally and Stockard Channing. Wow. Yeah. That is big Broadway talent. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Yay, Broadway. Yay, Broadway. So Christina had an obsession written down on our what's on our outline. outline. <laughs> I seriously cannot remember that word today. And so I wrote this down like earlier today because I've already watched this on YouTube probably about a hundred times. <laughs> um, so it's a video of Ellen sending her executive producer Andy and his um, assistant Jacqueline into a uh, maze at the Hollywood Hollywood Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios, which is really scary. I think, I hate being scared. But watching this video... Is this, this the video, one that takes the pictures at the end? I don't know. Because I've seen, like, posts on Tumblr and stuff where it's, like, the final picture at this haunted house or everybody's just freaking out. I don't think they do, but I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, I know that this is the exact same way I would act, but it's funny to watch other people freak out <laughs> because they're both so scared that, that, like, the girl's, like, falling over herself because she's so scared. <laughs> and, like, he's trying to, um, like, protect her, but he's so scared, too, that he's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> he's like, even though, like, he looks around the corner and sees a guy about to scare him, and then the guy goes, whoa, and he screams, and he's like, I saw you, and yet still scary. <laughs> And then they have, like, this one part where he, they try a new strategy, where, like, every time someone scares them, they say, like, I see you, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's going to deter them. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just really entertaining. Um, Ellen sends her executive producer into a different haunted house every year. And so this is just this year's one. He's been to, like, the Queen Mary, the um, Dark Harbor at Queen Mary in Long Beach. And I think he's done the um, Halloween Horror Nights a few times now. But I think it's so funny because it's exactly how I would add. So I we will post this on our Tumblr, or I will, so you guys can see it if you haven't seen it yet. It's awesome and hilarious. If you just need a good laugh, it's good to watch at any time of the year. Anyway. Should we get into our main discussion now after an hour of fandom news? Oh my god. <laughs> okay, let's go. Bring it. Alright, so our main discussion is about the new season of Grimm. Yay! Did you watch the new season, Christina? I did, actually. How good is it? I kind of love it. It's fine. <laughs> you don't like it? I'm like fine with it. I'm just not as excited as you are. Oh. I just really like that, like, Trouble gets her own storylines now. Mm -hmm. Like, she gets to actually help them solve crimes and stuff. 
And I really like that, um, like, she and Nick and Juliet are kind of like this cute little family. That is pretty cute. Um, so, as you guys remember from last season, Nick is no longer grim. And, um, I mean, honestly, how long do you think that's going to last? He's going to find a way to get, his, to get his powers back. I mean, look at Dean Winchester. He's stayed a demon for, what, four episodes? <laughs> Like, no one wants to see him not be, not be a grim. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a feeling that it's only a matter of time before he gets powers back. And I know that right now, um, Renard's mother and um, Monroe and, oh gosh, what is his wife's name? Rosalie. Rosalie. Are all um, looking for a way to get Grim, uh, Nick his powers back. And... Um, I want trouble to stay forever. <laughs> I know, as of right now, they don't have a set number of episodes she's in. Mm-hmm. So she's just kind of there until she is done with it. <laughs> so hopefully she stays. And I want Nick and Juliet to adopt her and keep her forever. Although I think she's over the age of 18. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I was kind of surprised, though, is that it's what? The third or fourth episode in now? As of Friday, and Wu still hasn't been told about Besson. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why they're keeping it from him. Because he's the only person left. Yeah, he really is. And I feel kind of bad for him. I also think it's funny that Wu doesn't have a first name. His just... first name is Drew. Oh, really? <laughs> Drew Wu? Yep. I think, yeah, it was last Comic-Con that he was like, we still don't know his last name, his first name. Mm. And they must have said it, like, in the season or something. That's pretty unfortunate name, though. Drew Wu. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so watching it again, I'm kind of like, I forgot how good it was. I kind of jammed through the first two seasons for some reason. I don't remember why I started watching it again. I think you told me that it was getting good. Mm-hmm. And so I jammed through the first two seasons, because I had stopped watching it after, like, the fourth episode ever. And then I watched an episode because it sounded like my last name. <laughs> I think you know which one, Christina, from season one. Mm-hmm. I watched that one standalone episode, and then I didn't watch it again for many years. So, <laughs> many, like two years. <laughs> um, yeah. Did you have anything you want to say about it? Not really. I'm just happy they didn't kill um, Renard. Yeah. Although they kind of did. I'm glad they, they didn't did. permanently kill Renard. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I like his mom. I kind of am over Adeline. Um, yeah, definitely. Time for her to go. Mm -hmm. So, um, since Christina doesn't have much to say about Grimm, (laughs) thanks for that weird first discussion. I'm sorry. Uh, So anyway, our secondary discussion, um, I kind of wanted to talk about how awesome Once Upon a Time is this season, because I think it's just getting really, well, it's always good, but. I think it's just getting so, so, so good this season. And I think Elizabeth Mitchell is doing an awesome job as the Snow Queen. Yeah, she just really surprised me. Yeah. Like, I, I, made, that, I know she's a good actress, but, like, it surprised me how invested I am in that character. It made me really happy when she had a scene with John uh, Carlos Pizzito. Because I was like, ooh, revolution. <laughs> revolution reunion. Was he um, lost? I don't even remember. Not that I remember, but I could be wrong. I didn't watch Lost, so I have no idea. 
Yeah, I not that I remember, but there's so many like random people that were on Lost that I don't remember everyone. Like even Lana Perilla was on it for like one episode. I like how like these people go to do a new show and then the second it's canceled, they're like suddenly back in Storybrooke. Yeah. It's like they were just locked in the basement for the past couple years. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so we found out that somehow Emma knows the Snow Queen. Ingrid, I believe is her name. Okay. And um, we don't know how, and Emma's trying to figure out how she knows her because Ingrid took away those memories and she won't tell her. Wait, are we being sneaky and not saying it? Because we do know. Oh, we do know? Are you not caught up? (laughs) I kind of fell asleep during last night's episode because I was so tired. Because it got revealed like two or three episodes ago. She was her foster parent. Yeah. Right, but I mean, okay. What I'm trying to say is we're trying to figure out why she erased the memories of that. Well, it's because there is a prophecy about her finding the savior and getting a family out of that or something. That was what was revealed the other week. Ah, okay. Because everybody's trying to translate, like, this paper that they found and it was sitting, like, on the desk at the sheriff's station. And then also it was just like, oh, this is what it says. You can't read this. Nice. Um, so yeah. I think it's interesting that they, like, tied it all together like that. I'm not sure how I feel about them having the Snow Queen and Elsa on the show. I think that's kind of weird. I kind of enjoy it. I mean... Because, I mean, how true to the story of the Snow Queen really is Frozen? No, I understand that, but I feel like they were trying to pass Elsa off as the Snow Queen. So then why why would you have the Snow Queen also? That's just what I mean by that. Um, and I love that still, um, the Charmings get their own little, like, sideshow every, every episode. <laughs> like, I liked last night's episode that they had, like, a mommy and me class with, like, Aurora and Cinderella and Snow White. Like, how fun is that mommy and me class? <laughs> I would totally go to that. I wanted, like, Mulan to be there, and, like... Oh my god, I miss Mulan. I know! I thought she was coming back. I thought her show got cancelled. She got a new show, though. Oh, poop. I saw oh, well. that she got cast in something. I don't remember what. She's in Big Hero 6. I know that. That she is. Um, She's yeah, so... so pretty, it annoys me. She annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> she is pretty, but she also annoys me. I really wanted them to build on the Mulan Aurora storyline, and then she's like, poof, nope, gone. What happened to Philip? Oh, because he's on New Girl. No. Okay. <laughs> but I want him to come back. He's so cute. I like that they don't recast characters on Once Upon a Time, but it makes it really difficult sometimes. Yeah. Because I Cause really like want gonna... to know more about the Mad Hatter, like, as a character on his own. But he won't be coming back anytime soon. Especially if he becomes cat. Okay, move on. <laughs> okay, but as much as we are enjoying the Charmings, Belle and Rumple are starting to just annoy me. Oh yeah, they're super annoying. I never liked them, and they just annoy me even more now. But, like, I never liked them together, but they are annoying me even more now individually than they did before. Yeah, I agree with you. Because I actually really liked Belle at the beginning. and Because Belle is yeah. oh, man. I actually one of my on favorite... Her. She's one of my favorite Disney characters, so mm-hmm. I'm kind of annoyed with her. Yeah. And it annoys me that they made her a princess to start off with. Yeah, because she is not a princess. Yeah. 
She's like a villager. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just... Rumpel and Belle can go away, and I feel like the show would not lose any momentum at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing with the sorcerer's hat kind of, like, fades in and out of storylines. Mm-hmm. It's like, I is feel... it important or isn't it? I feel like it had a lot of potential to be really cool, and it just I... kind of hasn't paid off. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they kind of, like, forget about it because they're so, like, they're so excited about their own, like, frozen fan fiction that they're writing. Mm-hmm. It feels like they kind of wrote the se- like season as they went instead of really plotting everything out to begin with. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I they're losing that. interest in this storyline, so they're kind of dropping it. Yeah. Well, hopefully they bring some of the stuff back by the winter finale. Mm-hmm. And um, it'll be interesting to see what the two-hour fina- uh, two episode is this coming week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, as we have said multiple times on this podcast... Once Upon a Time is one of those shows that, like, you forget is your favorite show. Yeah, exactly. Like, every time I watch it, I'm, like, so impressed by it. And then I'm like, that's right, I do really like this show. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Is there anything else you want to say about it? Hmm. I just want to know when they're going to bring in all the stuff about Camelot, because they keep talking about it and it hasn't happened. They might be doing it in the second half of the season because I believe that's when they're going to start talking about, like, the Merry Men and stuff. But aren't they doing, like, Cruella de Vil? I don't know. I'm, and I'm waiting for more from Michael Socia's character. I don't remember. The Knave of Hearts? Is that him? Yeah. The Knave. I'm waiting for more from him. I love him. Uh, every time he's, like, in a scene, I'm like, yay. <laughs> I, uh, Will Scarlet is his name. But I think he's really funny. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad that they brought him to Storybook. Mm-hmm. And I also kind of want to know, like, I know that they sort of explained what happened to him and the Red Queen, but I want to know, like, if they're going to add it into the storylines on this point time. Oh, I think I'm kind of curious, too, because Will Scarlet's one of my favorite characters in the Robin Hood stories. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, I want them to bring back the girl that played the Red Queen and, like, have that storyline, like, you know, ending, tied mm-hmm. up and everything. Oh. So anyway. <laughs> um, our other discussion is something that I believe Christina will be excited about. <laughs> the namesake for our episode. And episode... Uh, Discussion all about Marvel! Yay! I'll let you take over the reins on this one, Christina. Okay, to start off with, we had a big Marvel discussion in a past episode that we cut out. Yeah! It's really a good, like, discussion, too. Mm-hmm. It's just the episode ran so long, and then literally right after we recorded it, Marvel had their big, like, announcement spiel. So we cut it out, and we are going to be adding it on to the end of this episode after the music, so stay tuned for that. Oh, after the music. After the music, because that's how we roll. We're rebels. Okay. So, one of the big news items that came out was Idris Elba um, revealed that he and Tom Hiddleston make an appearance in the next Avengers movie. That's awesome. So I can imagine that he's in a lot of trouble. But the interview was also him kind of ranting, 
like acting like he's too good for Marvel movies now, which you know you're never too good for Marvel, so he should shush. Um. <laughs> so that gets me excited. Yeah, that is exciting. So we kind of have this idea that um, the Scarlet Witch reveals like different hallucinations to each of the Avenger characters. Uh-huh. And the speculation is that Loki and Imdahl will appear in Thor's. Oh, okay. Um, well, I mean, it's kind of like what they did with in the Dark World, where like Chris Evans was like, "I'm gonna be in it." <laughs> he was in it for like five seconds. Mm-hmm. But like the Scarlet Witch, one of her powers is to kind of bend reality around people, and we did oh, okay. see a clip of Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. Chopping wood on a farm, um, talking about how they got visions from the Maximoff kid, who could be either Quicksilver or Scarlet Witch, probably Scarlet Witch, and about how everyone's visions were kind of negative except for Captain America's. Uh-huh. So everybody's kind of speculating about what the different visions people are going to have will be. And it's clear that. It's leading to the antagonism between those two characters, which will lead to the Civil War storyline. Right. So that's interesting. I think it also, I mean, I'm sure, you said it is part of her powers, right? It's part of which? Yeah. But I think also it's like an opportunity for them to bring back a lot of fan favorites. Mm-hmm. Just to like get people excited. Like we know Peggy Carter's going to be in it. Yeah. And like for people to know that Tom Hiddleston's going to be in it. I'm sure a lot of people are really excited. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, and Ryan Reynolds has officially been confirmed as playing Deadpool. Oh, good, because I was worried about that for a while. I'm sure he was worried about it. I know! Because, <laughs> I mean, the one I don't know if it's the writer or director or whoever, but he was talking about it. He's like, this movie wouldn't be happening without Ryan Reynolds, so we couldn't go ahead and do it without him, because it would just be yeah. wrong. And he was talking about that clip that leaked that was, like, the mock-up of the movie that led to all this. Mm-hmm. Was The creator was saying that he was at, like, the studio one day and then just Ryan Reynolds was there and all of a sudden they were making it and he's just like, what's happening? That's awesome. Um, another rumor going around is that LL Cool J will be playing Luke Cage. Who is that? He is not one of the bigger Marvel characters, and I'm not super excited. But I didn't even know he was going to be part of the cinematic universe. Oh. But, I mean, at certain points, he's in the Avengers. Like, it's a character, like, just looking at him, it wouldn't be surprising that L.O. Cool J would play him. Mm. Um, I like L.O. Cool J. That's kind of exciting. Yeah, so he, because he did this tweet about how he's really excited about this role in this Marvel movie, and then never said anything else about it, so everybody's just kind of like, wait, what? Yeah. I'm sure he did that on purpose. Yeah. So, there's that. Um, and that's all we know about that. But for official announcements from Marvel, they announced that we will be having a standalone Black Panther movie and a standalone Captain Marvel movie. Which makes them the first standalone Marvel movies for um, an African American lead and for a female lead. I'm trying to remember though. They said that the Black Panther will be introduced in 
a movie like before his standalone movie and I can't remember if it's Captain America or Doctor Strange. I'm pretty sure it's Captain America. Oh, cool. But he will be played by Chadwick Boseman who uh, okay. um, he, most people know him. He played Jackie Robinson in the movie 42 and he recently played James Brown. Oh, that guy. Okay, cool. He is also on Lincoln Heights for a while for people who might have watched that. But but he's good. Yeah, he, um, it was on ABC Family. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's a good actor, and they actually formally introduced him at the announcement, so that was fun. Um, and then they haven't cast Captain Marvel yet, and there are as many rumors flying around about that as there are Doctor Strange. Who are the rumored people up there? I'm just curious. I like literally think of a female actress in Hollywood, and I'm pretty sure her name has been tossed around. Really. It's like every time I see it, like her listed somewhere, it's like there's someone. Who would you like it to be? I don't even. I I can't even begin to think. Like I don't know. I'm really open to anyone. Like they can change her ethnicity or whatever. Like I'd be okay with it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think literally the only person who hasn't been rumored is Scarlett Johansson. Well, because she can't. Yeah. Um, one of the big names being tossed around, I think, was Katie Sackhoff, but she said no. I don't even know who that is. She was on Battlestar Galactica. Oh, okay. Um, another name being tossed around is Jessica Chastain. No. (laughs) And, um, one name I saw that was interesting was Catherine Winnick, who is on Vikings. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, literally every day there's a new name being tossed around, so keep an eye out for that. Alright, cool. And we still have no idea who's going to be Doctor Strange. They still didn't announce it. Yeah, um, I believe on the last episode, notes, I was like, oh, it's Benedict Cumberbatch, and you, like, shut me down so bad. (laughs) You were like, no. (laughs) But he's playing all coy about it in interviews, so it's like, I don't know what's happening. But they still haven't announced anything. Right. And I feel like if it was him in negotiations, like he's not the type to keep holding out for money, so I'm not quite sure if it's as far along as people think. Maybe he's not allowed to say anything yet. Whoever it is. That's another possibility. Maybe they already have him and he's going to be in Avengers and we just don't know. That'd be awesome. That would be crazy cool. Can you imagine if they kept it a secret until Avengers came out? It wouldn't happen. It wouldn't. Not with the internet. No, but it would be amazing. It would be, but it would never happen. Mm-hmm. The um, internet would never allow that. Yeah. Another thing coming out of the announcements is Howard Stark and Peggy Carter somehow will be appearing in Ant-Man. Uh-huh. Okay. Assuming another flashback. They are getting them into as many movies as possible, apparently. Nice. Yes. Um, yeah, so... I don't know a whole lot about Ant-Man, to be honest. Although, I was thinking about it the other day, because Ant-Man's being directed by Peyton Reed, correct? Yes. Um, he directed Bring It On. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, I never made that connection. (laughs) I don't think you understand how much joy you just brought me. (laughs) 
Bring It On is very good. I I agree, but it's it's not really on the same line as uh, Ant Man. Yeah, but I mean, there, <laughs> how many directors did that movie go through? Because it was a supposed lot. to be in Phase Two. Oh really? Yeah. It was supposed to I be in Phase Two, Paul, and it just kept delayed. It had Paul Rudd attached for a long time. Mm-hmm. And Evangeline Lilly is in it, right? Yes. Oh, am I making that? Oh, yeah. Like, am I making that up? I just remember uh, she had 50 million panels at Comic-Con. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. <laughs> well, not that we were there. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, and one of the things they asked um, Ke- Kevin Feige about at the um, panel was the future of Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and he answered that they couldn't say anything until anything had an official confirmation Mm -hmm. which is the closest anyone from Marvel I think has come to saying it's a possibility Okay. now there's also the possibility that like there was something lost in translation because everything I was reading was going off a live blog of things as they were happening so there's also the possibility, because there were a lot of questions asked at the same time that that answer could be paired with another question. Okay. But in the like live blog, they were kind of linked together. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, so for the Civil War storyline, they're saying that it's not as much about secret identities like in the comics, because in the movies, they don't really have secret identities. Like People know Steve Rogers as Captain America and such. Uh-huh. But it's more about government oversight and regulation of superheroes. Okay. Which, obviously, Captain America is opposed to, but Stark being a businessman is a little more, like, on board with it. Okay. So that's where Captain America's going. Interesting. Yeah, and I was reading online that the directors for The Winter Soldier are pushing for a nomination for Best Picture. Yeah, that chance. Yeah, as much as I love that movie, no. Yeah, I don't see that happening at all. But it's good that they're trying, I guess. If there were to be one superhero movie for the past several years to be nominated, it would be that one. That being said, there's no chance. Yeah. But it's kind of interesting to think about how big a part of pop culture and the national consciousness superheroes are and they get no recognition from the traditional award shows yeah they don't ever except for like maybe such as I yeah I mean the big exception obviously is Heath Ledger's Oscar yeah but I I mean that was because of Heath Ledger yeah and also I mean even if you think about it I know you don't like the movies, but uh, Lord of the Rings Return of the King was the first fantasy movie ever to win Best Picture. And think about how recent that was relatively in terms of movies. Wow, really? It was? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And still the only one. But I mean, it's such a big part of cinema, like the science fiction fantasy genre. Yeah. And it never gets any rec- Like, none of the Harry Potter movies got any like awards recognition. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's not your fault. <laughs> but yeah. 
So they also announced the entire run for Phase 3, finally. Mm-hmm. Um, so most, pretty much all of it I had seen in one place or another, like, spoiler-wise. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know how they were able to, like, get a hold of all the spoilers, but they did. Um, so the one of the big things is the next Avengers movie will be split into two parts. Like, three? Yeah. Avengers so there's this three. next Avengers movie, that's Age of Ultron, and then Avengers Infinity War will be part one and part two in 2018, 2019. Ah, okay. And I guess the big announcements were Black Panther and Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, The Inhumans, and Thor 3 was officially confirmed as being Thor 3 Ragnarok. Uh-huh. Which is the version of pretty much the apocalypse in Viking lore. Okay. So that should be interesting. Yeah, that should be interesting. And they did confirm that Tom Hiddleston would be returning for that. Oh, cool. I mean, once they said that he was going to be in Avengers, it kind of forced their hand. Right. Joss Whedon did not sound too happy with Mr. Elba. <laughs> like, he just said it out of the blue in an interview about something else, and everybody's like, wait, what? Oh, man. I'm sorry. I hate it when people act like they're too good for a movie, though. Who did that? He just Elba, he was talking about how... Because it all came up because he was shooting a scene with um, Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston, and he was thinking, like, you know, a few days ago I was playing Nelson Mandela. It's like, well, good for freaking you. <laughs> it's like, you can't say, like, you're that much better of an actor than a lot of the other people in these movies. Right. So that annoyed me, as I much mean, as I adore him. Okay. But I guess one of some of the big missing announcements were that there is not any confirmed future Hulk movies or Iron Man movies. Hulk hasn't, has its, hasn't had... It's on standalone with um, Mark Ruffalo. No, has it? It has not. They the standalone was with Ed Norton. Yeah. I feel so bad for him. Oh my god. For Edward Norton. Yeah, because they wanted Mark Ruffalo initially, and he said no. So then Ed Norton got cast. He really enjoyed it. They're gonna be in Avengers, and then they're just like, meh, Mark Ruffalo now. And he's like, wait, what? Aww. And they tried to push the story about how he wasn't a team player and he wanted a bigger contract, and he's like, what? No. Oh, that's sad. And then it's awkward, too, because he and Mark Ruffalo are friends. Yeah, that is awkward. So I guess Mark Ruffalo apparently called Ed Norton first to make sure it was okay with him. He's like, yeah, my problem's like not with you at all. Well, that's good. Yeah. At least there's that. Um, so that's Marvel. See, I'm not that long-winded. Okay, long-winded. You're... Don't forget, we, we still have a whole other section of it. Well, you went on about The Bachelor. For like two minutes. Psh. It was not that long. You need to relax. <laughs> anyway. Two minutes too long. No, kid. I kid. Jeez. Wow. I kid. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. <laughs> You're hilarious. You know you love me. Mm. <laughs> mm. So, um, episode MVP? You can go with yours first. Um, okay. <laughs> Mine is, um, 
I don't even know how to say her last name. Because I literally had to look up her name to put it on here. Jacqueline to Tobani? Toboni? I don't know. How you say it? Uh, who plays Trouble on Grimm? Because I love her and I want her to stay forever. And she's a local I, kid for me. That's true. She went to the same high school and college as Darren Chris. SI. Yeah, I know it was called something that you got mad at me last time when I said it. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, I mean, I just really like her, and I want her to stay forever on Grin. And I think she's doing a really good job. It's not just that I like Trouble's character, but I think the actress herself is doing a really good job. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And she, she also, like, kicks butt on every episode, which I think is cool. I like when she accidentally snapped that guy's neck. That was hilarious. Like, oh my god, what just happened? That guy looks super familiar, and I couldn't figure out who he was. I know. He's one of those guys who's just kind of been everything, I think. At first, I was like, he looks like James Earl Jones. (laughs) I'm like, no, that's not him. Not quite. Don't be be ridiculous, Kelly. If James Earl Jones were on Grimm, can you just imagine the freakouts that there would be? I know, right? I just imagined it. It was awesome. It was awesome. I'm glad you enjoyed that. It makes me happy. It's awesome. It's, okay, yeah. apparently the guy that we were thinking about is named Ron Canada. And he's Ron. literally been in everything. Ron Canada? Yes, as in the country. Yeah. yeah I, I know him from Wedding Crashers. That's what I know him from. Ah, interesting. Oh, I know him from the West Wing. He is on basically everything. Oh, and Jack and Bobby. <laughs> We're both looking him up on IMDb right now. <laughs> oh, I remember him on X Files. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, Christina, who is your episode MVP? Madison Bumgarner, the awesome pitcher for the San Francisco Giants, who mm-hmm. in the postseason literally threw twice as many innings as any other pitcher. Okay. He won two games in the World Series and got a five-inning save in Game 7, and now has his own official jockey underwear uh-huh. called Mad Bum. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, his dominance was just, it was like more than a video game. It was like amazing. It was entertaining to watch, even though I don't know much about it. It was entertaining to watch. I just like... A bunch of the Royals players before he he started game five. They're all like, I don't know why everybody's talking about that we can't beat him. Like he's human just like everyone else and all this stuff. And then they get shut up by him in game five. And then he comes in and throws five innings in game seven and just like shut down. Nice. He's like, don't even bother trying. Yeah. And a video of him receiving his World Series MVP award did go viral online. Because of how awkward the guy from Chevy was. <laughs> trying to describe this truck that he had won. And apparently the truck features technology and stuff. Nice. And now Chevy has created this whole like ad campaign based around technology and stuff. And it's kind of awesome. That is kind of awesome. Even though they didn't actually give him a truck. Which he's very sad about. That's weird. Why would he say that then? Because the truck that they gave him turned out had been recalled two weeks ago for problems with the airbags. Oh. So it got even Does more he get a awkward. Different truck? He doesn't know. He hasn't gotten a truck yet and he's like, I'd really like one. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that was part of like the MVP package. Yeah, you win a truck. 
Cool. I mean, for him, it's kind of a bigger deal because he doesn't make like $20 million a year. Right. All right, so ship moments, Christina. You can go ahead his... first. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, why don't you start, but fine. <laughs> um, so keeping with the grim theme, I guess. I like how all your stuff is grim and all my stuff is basil. Yeah. <laughs> um, I noticed that, too. Um, so my ship moment was, it was, like, really short, too. In the second episode of the season on Grimm, there's, like, a moment where Trouble comes into the kitchen, and Juliet's making breakfast, and Nick is, like, like talking to Juliet or something. And then Trouble just comes over and eats bacon right out of, right out of like, Juliet's hand, and she's like, what? She's like, uh, would you like to sit down for breakfast? And she's like, no, I'm good. Bye. And I was just like... I love that they're, like, this cute little family, and she's like, be careful, and he's like, don't stay out too late. <laughs> it was really cute. Yeah, I, I mean, it was such a, like, short little moment, but I thought it was really cute to show, like, their relationship has grown with trouble. I agree. And, yeah. So what was yours, Christina? So it's become this thing online with Giants fans, um, like the hashtag Buster Hugs. Because every time something big happens with the Giants, like Buster Posey runs out to the pitcher and gives them a big hug. Uh-huh. So there's like all these photos of like all the different hugs. And most of the time it's, you know, very manly jumping in the air like yay. Yeah. But when they won this last World Series, Buster Posey was so exhausted because he played so much that uh-huh. he kind of tried to lift Bumgarner up and he couldn't. So he just kind of wrapped his arms around him and buried his head in his neck and it's just like, I'm done. <laughs> oh. And he just stayed there until, like, the rest of the team got there and kind of jostled him, and then he just kind of fell down. <laughs> He's just like, I can't do it. Aww. So that was my um, moment, because he and Madison Bumgarner, I saw play in San Jose five years ago when they were both little babies. Oh, and seeing them, like, on this big stage now, like, together still, because they're, like, besties, is just, it, it's very heartwarming for me. That's good. And it disgusts me that Bumgarner is only 25. Are you serious? Yeah. That's crazy. It's like, what you've won three World Series by the time you're 25. What do you do with the rest of your life? Yeah. It's all That's downhill insane. from here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. So anyway, um, in closing, we would like to wish everyone luck who is participating in NaNoWriMo for the month of November. I'm so far behind. Are you participating this year, Christina? I, like, last week, I'm like, oh, I'll sign up if I don't finish, like, that's okay, and then I'm just like, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. Well, I think we spoke about it before on the podcast, but for those of you who don't know, NaNoWriMo is National Novel Writing Month, and that's the month of November. Um, Christina has participated a few times, right? Yep. I finished twice. And I've never participated because I'm lazy. <laughs> I actually didn't know what it was until Christina told me about it when we were in college. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, good luck to everyone participating. I hope to read some very awesome books later on in life it's, based on NaNoWriMo. It's interesting now, though, because I was setting mine up, and one of the genres you can select for your novel now is fan fiction. That's awesome. So they're really embracing like the fan fiction writers who are using it for their like inspiration and I think that's cool yeah that's really cool um 
As always, you can follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is ALNM Podcast. You can follow Christina at ALNM Christina, but she never tweets. But I check it, I promise. <laughs> and you can follow me at ALNM Kelly Lee, and I tweet almost a little bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> So we are also on Tumblr at alnmpodcast.tumblr.com. I am at callmechristinae.tumblr.com. And Kelly is at xoxokellylee.tumblr.com. And she is never, ever, ever there. No, I'm never, ever there. Um, you can find us on You can like us on Facebook by searching for A Little Nerd Music Podcast. Um, if you're friends with us, we also have a link at the top of our page. You can click it and like it. and Because um, we have it listed under our work history. Because that's yeah. how cool we are. And I try and update the Facebook page. I'm not as good about it, but I try. <laughs> and you can also find us on iTunes. And if you subscribe, you can get all the episodes the minute they're posted. Yes, you can. Well, not the minute, but... You get the point. <laughs> Pretty much the minute. <laughs> you can email us all your questions, concerns, um, critiques, um, praises <laughs> to alnmpodcast at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you guys. I know we never get emails from you guys, but we want to hear from you. So please email us. Tell us what you think. Tell us your favorite episodes, whatever it is you want to talk about. Life in general. So email us. Yay. Yay. Uh, and you can also find us on Instagram at A-L-N-M podcast. Yay. Um, so please join us in two weeks for episode 20. Yay. Where we will be celebrating another episode milestone with some fun uh, discussions and maybe a few fun bloopers at the end. <laughs> Apparently Christina likes to make fun of me a lot. I don't even cut that out for bloopers. I just leave that in our podcast. <laughs> um, we'll also be talking about the 200th episode of Supernatural. And our podcast um, will be a Supernatural podcast episode. And we'll also be talking about um, Mockingjay, which is coming out on November 21st. So everyone go see Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 because it looks like it's going to be awesome. And, um, yeah. So we will talk to everyone in two weeks for our 20th episode. Have a great few weeks, everyone. Bye! Bye! There's a lightning in your eyes I can't deny then there's me inside a sinking boat, running out of time. Without you, I'll never make it out alive. But I know, yes, I know we'll be alright. There's a devil in your smile that's chasing me. And every time I turn around, it's only gaining speed. There's a moment when you finally realize there's no way you can change the rolling tide. But I know, yes I know that I'll be fine This time I'm ready to run
Christina's gonna just rant about comic books. Comics? I'll try to be good. This first part you put in the outline, so you can read that. Oh, okay. Well, I don't even remember doing it. <laughs> um, so, our discussion is all about Marvel and DC developments. And um, DC has Comics has recently released its schedule for its upcoming movies. So, um, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice will be released in 2016. Suicide Squad will also be released in 2016. Wonder Woman starring Gal Gadot will be released in 2017. The Justice League Part 1 starring Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Cavill? I don't know, Cavill? And Amy Adams in 2017. Um, The Flash... Starring Ezra Miller, yay! From The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Will be released in 2018. And fun fact, he'll be the first openly gay person to play a superhero. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. I just wanted to Pretty sure that's what it said in the article I read it in. Because it said, like, the, the um, thingy headline on the article said, like, openly gay Ezra Miller to play The Flash. Anyway. Um, Aquaman, starring Jason Momoa, will be released in 2018. Shaman will be released in 2019. The Justice League Part 2, also in 2019. Cyborg, starring Ray Fisher in 2020. And Green Lantern, I assume a reboot of Green Lantern. I would assume. In 2020. Oh my god. That seems like it's so far away, but it's really not. I feel like they're banking so much on this next movie being good. Which next movie? The Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Yeah, I think so. I never saw um, Man of Steel. Was that what it was called? It was not good. Really? I heard that. But it seems like they thought it was good if they did this whole like movie schedule. It was better than the one before. That's not That's saying much. Saying <laughs> one thing that bugged... I don't even know. I was watching the movie wanting it to be good. Like, I kept wanting it and wanting it to be good. And it just kind of kept going on. And then it ended. And I'm like, oh. (laughs) I feel like with TV, they're doing a really good job, though. Because there's Green Arrow, The Flash, Gotham, and Constantine, right? Yeah, but even if you think about it, like, Arrow and The Flash are doing good because they're on the CW. They pull in, like, four or five million viewers a night on the best night. Uh Uh-huh. Like, on a major network, it would be canceled in two or three weeks. That's true. So it's doing well in its niche. I'm not sure if they have as much power in the market as they think they do at this point. Well, I think always, though, DC is kind of trying to, like, keep up with Marvel. But that's a relatively recent yeah. development. Because when we were younger, it was all about Superman and Batman and all that. And then Marvel got 
their act together. Exactly. But I mean, like, within the last, like, 10, 15 years or so, it's been kind of like, yeah, they're just trying to catch up with Marvel. Yeah, the second that first Iron Man movie came oh, yeah. like, everything Definitely. Um, and I think that was, like, in 2008 or something, so, like, something. about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But, I mean, DC's been trying to get these Justice League movies off the ground for I don't know how long. I know. I feel like I've been hearing about it for a really long time. I remember it's been going on so long that for The Flash, they were going to cast Adam Brody. Like, for the, this Flash? Yeah, like, when they were trying to put together a Justice League movie, they wanted to cast Adam Brody as The Flash. And it was, like, just when the OC had ended. Uh, what happened to him? <laughs> no idea. I see him in indie films. Didn't he just get married? Yeah, he married Leighton Meester. Yeah. That's right. Well, things are working out for him, though. I know. She's hot. <laughs> um, she makes some good girls go bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Speaking of The Flash, my TV just switched to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I do love Adam Brody, though. Do you remember in college how, like, obsessed with <laughs> Adam Brody I was? Yes, I remember. <laughs> I al- I always wished that they actually um, filmed the OC in OC, which they didn't, by the way. It was in Long Beach and Huntington Beach. Lies. I know. I know. Um, anyway, enough about Brody. Let's talk about Marvel. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, this, I got a lot of notes because I did a lot of freaking research, so y'all better appreciate Christina it. Christina loves okay. Marvel. Love, love. So just love let love. her talk and we'll just quietly sit here. <laughs> well, you put a note saying that Sony is talking about recasting Spider-Man. Yeah, which would break Andrew Garfield's heart. Seriously, like, he reinvigorated that franchise for a hot minute. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, and it's not just because it's Andrew Garfield. I feel like that movie is better. Silence. What movie is better than what? Like, the Spider-Man movies that he's... The amazing Spider-Man is better than Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I completely lost track with the pronouns. I didn't know where we were. Sorry, I was trying to... That's why I was clarifying. Okay. But can you imagine what it would do to Andrew Garfield if they brought Spider-Man into the Marvel Cinematic Universe with a different actor? I know! I know. Exactly. So, in case you haven't heard, there has been a lot of momentum lately with the rumors pushing that Spider-Man will be joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe and kind of be a joint custody situation with Marvel Studios and Sony. Uh Uh-huh. Because Sony's going broke. Yes, they are. And they have James Bond and Spider-Man. Maybe because they got rid of their laptops. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe if you brought laptops back, you wouldn't be struggling so much. I've been looking for a new laptop to buy, and Kelly wanted me to get a Sony bio, but they're not in production anymore, so that's what that's going for. <laughs> I love my Sony bio. That is what we're recording on right now. Okay. <laughs> but Spider-Man. So, I think 
That rumor also gained momentum because Sony helped with post-production on virtual effects for the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. So we know that those two studios have a good relationship. Right. Um, so, and also, I think Spider-Man, if Marvel could get back the rights to one of the characters, I think they would choose Spider-Man because he's so inherently popular. Yeah, he is. But if they were to... I could see it where they bring Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and then maybe reboot the Spider-Man franchise with instead of Peter Parker using Miles Morales. Who's Miles Morales? He took over the role of Spider-Man past, not too many years ago, um, after Peter Parker's death. And he is half black and half Hispanic. Wait, Peter Parker died? Every I am going to tell you right now, think of a Marvel character, at some point in some universe, they die. That sucks. That being said, no one stays dead. Oh, so it's like supernatural dead. It's a joke that um, in Marvel comics, until the past decade or so, the only two characters that never got back to life were Bucky and Uncle Ben, and now it's only Uncle Ben. Uh-huh. Like in any and every universe, Uncle Ben is still dead. Aww. Everyone else can come back to life. Well, that's because Uncle Ben's death is what be made him become Spider-Man. It's the origin yeah. story. But yeah, so I could see them rebooting with Miles Morales and then letting Peter Parker continue on in MCU. Maybe. Um. So one of my co-workers said to me yesterday, two days ago maybe? Yesterday, because yesterday was Monday. Um, Good job. That there's an Asian-American superhero in this Amazing Spider-Man comics? I feel like there are a bunch of Asian. But he was like, oh, did you hear about the Asian Wonder Woman? And I'm like, I don't think so. And then he's like, no, 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 Asian Spider-Man, Spider-Woman. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. So I Googled it. Do you know who Silk is? Kind of. So anyway. that She's in the Earth 616 stuff. Whatever that means. There are different universes that have different names. Oh, okay. I, I just had that in there because I wanted to ask you. <laughs> the knower of all. Um, so also there's a rumor uh, um, circling right now that the Venom spinoff of The Amazing Spider-Man is virtually dead. Mm -hmm. So we'll see if it's not if it is or not. Um, this is after the other Spider-Man movies got pushed back a couple years. I feel like in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, I liked Venom. I didn't like Topher Grace as Venom, but I liked the mm -hmm. character of Venom. And I feel... Venom is very popular. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like he was very popular. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we'll see. I think he's a recognizable character, even to people who aren't into comics. I think that's why. No. <laughs> no, it's like people... It's like, even if you don't know, hey, that's Venom, it's like you recognize the image. Ah. Uh, because the first time I ever saw it, I was like, oh, Black Spider-Man. <laughs> Not like... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just forget it. <laughs> I didn't know what it was, is what I'm trying to say. Okay. <laughs> so, that's what Sony is up to. And to someone that uh, Marvel has a more antagonistic relationship with, 20th Century Fox. Yes. So they have the rights to Fantastic Four, which comes out August 7th, 2015. Yay! And we have somehow, they have completely finished shooting this movie. 
and we have seen nothing from it. That's really weird. They say it's because they want everything to be perfect before they release the first trailer, which makes me think it's not turning out as well as they'd hoped. That sucks. And they already have a sequel scheduled, but I don't know. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see how that goes. Yeah, so that will be interesting. Um, but the bigger thing that 20th Century Fox has going on is they own the rights to all the X-Men. Mm-hmm. And so the big one is Deadpool coming out in 2016. Yay! They've been talking about making this movie since really 2004-ish. And it started gaining momentum after Deadpool appeared in X-Men Origins Wolverine in 2009. That was like the one redeeming quality of that entire movie. Yeah, after I saw that movie, everyone was like, oh, the Deadpool movie, the Deadpool movie. And I'm like, you just kind of cool. I just like Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I was reading, though, about this, and Ryan Reynolds, they actually had been considering for the role since about 2004, when the movie never came together, and that's why they had him in mind for X-Men Origins. Uh-huh. And then, of course, everybody fell in love with it, and... He fell in love with the role, and he's been really um, pushing for this movie for years. And most importantly, they say that the movie will break the fourth wall, which is what makes Deadpool interesting in the comics, that he is completely aware of the fact that he is in the comics. Yeah, which we talked about in a previous podcast. I I do like that about Deadpool. He, he gets in arguments with the like narration dialogue boxes. Nice. Which... Leads me to wonder if they're going to have, like, a narrator, because that would be kind of cool. Yeah. I I was looking at a couple um, excerpts from Deadpool comics recently, and there's one where he's fully aware that people online ship him and Spider-Man. Nice. Because it's like, he's holding on Spider-Man, and Spider-Man's crawling up a wall, and then Deadpool's like, oh, if people on the internet could see us now. Nice. That's funny. But um, Deadpool, the Deadpool movie will tie into the greater X-Men universe. Cool. So I've heard rumors that, well, I guess after the most recent movie, the original X-Men movies have been wiped from canon. So that, I'm not sure if that X-Men Origins Wolverine movie is still a part of what happens. Okay. Um, Probably not. kind of went Star Trek on it. <laughs> yeah. So I guess everything in the timeline that would have happened... It after the 70s or so didn't happen anymore. <laughs> yeah. They just erased all the like movies they didn't like. Yeah, all the crappy movies. Yeah. Um, but X-Men Apocalypse will be coming out in 2016. And James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, and Nicholas Holt, Jennifer Lawrence, and Evan Peters will all be Yay. Um They are casting younger versions of Cyclops, Jean Grey, and Storm. Does that mean they're not bringing back um, oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking on his name. Cyclops. James yeah. Anderson. We don't know if it's going to be a older and younger type situation. Oh, uh, okay. Because we have seen younger versions of most of those characters, like at least briefly. Right. So right. far. Um, also, Channing Tatum is replacing Taylor Kish as Gambit. Yay, Channing Tatum. And he seems very excited about this. And Gambit will be getting a solo movie in 2018. I know that you're kind of upset about this, Christina, but I feel like um, Channing Tatum, it, because he's so excited about it, will really like bring it. You know? Wait, I'm upset about this. Why am I? Upset you about said this? that Gambit is like your favorite character ever. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You told me you were kind of upset about it. I'm 
I'm not quite sure what. I just don't think Channing Tatum is the best for the role. I don't know. But I feel like his like excitement about it will will like show through, and he'll really bring it for the actual character. We will see. I will withhold. Yeah, judgment. we'll see. Um, also rumored that they are pursuing Tom Hardy for the role of Apocalypse, who is the villain. Yes, I figured as much. Um, we also know that there will be another Wolverine movie in 2017, and we know that it'll be Hugh Jackman, and that's about what we know about that movie. Oh. And there will also be an X-Force movie, which will just kind of be the next X-Men movie. What is X-Force? X-Force is a storyline in the Marvel comics about it's like one of the storylines in the x-men verse they're a kind of a team of x-men okay cool so a team within a team (laughs) kind (laughs) of i mean it's kind of like avengers and that different people have been a part of the team at different times ah i see okay cool okay so i'm skipping down a little bit because i misorganized the outline but i was going to talk about Marvel Studios and Fox Studios have lots of problems. Okay. So Marvel was almost bankrupt in like the late 80s and sold off the rights to some of their major characters to like pay the bills. Uh Uh-huh. So they sold Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, X-Men, like a lot of those. And that's why when they started announcing the current Marvel movies, everybody was like, oh, they're bringing out the B-Squad because they don't have any other good characters left anymore. Uh But, of course, that turned out to be wrong. Right. And it's at the point where there were lots of lawsuits that resulted in the fact that Marvel cannot use the word mutant without a lawsuit from Fox. Awesome. And Marvel is trying to regain all the characters that it sold off. Like, it got Daredevil, Elektra, Ghost Rider, Punisher, Blade, and Man-Thing back. What Man-Thing is, I'm not quite sure. Okay. Um, Daredevil, as we all know, is how we were graced with Benefer. Of course. Um, so, Marvel is beginning to wage all-out war against Fox to try to make it not good for Fox to hold on to these franchises anymore. Okay. So, they legally blocked Fox from making any merchandise for the X-Men or Fantastic Four movies. Okay. Because they still own the merchandising rights, so there will be no toys for those movies there won't be any giveaways at mcdonald's nothing wow they canceled the fantastic four reboot in the comics so there won't be a fantastic four comic book series they are not creating any new mutant characters and they are killing off wolverine wow um so marvel seems to be willing to take a hit money-wise in the actual comic part of their company banking on the money they're making other ways to try to regain the rights to these franchises Okay, interesting. So, I think the main... I think they've got a shot at getting Spider-Man kind of like shared custody back, like we were saying. Right. And Fantastic Four is going to get to a point very soon where it's not worth it for Fox to keep them, I uh-huh. think. So, really, the main one left is X-Men. Okay. And I think once Hugh Jackman has to retire from playing Wolverine, just because physically he cannot do it forever, yeah. it... I think that will be a big hit to them. Yeah, definitely. I think so, too. And I think they are beginning to bank everything on Deadpool. Well, then they really need to make that movie, which I think will be very um, successful anyway. I do, too. I think it's their best shot. I agree. But, okay. So, I think what started all this research that I did was there was going to be a big Marvel versus DC showdown. 
Because originally, Batman vs. Superman and Captain America 3 had the same release yes, date. Yes, I remember this. And they were both holding on, holding on, holding on. And then finally, DC blinked and moved their release date up to March 25th, 2016. Okay. Um, I feel like the information release for this movie has been very slow and steady. I think they're hoping to build up momentum as we get closer to the release right. date. And they want to keep people interested and build off the appearance at Comic-Con and just keep going and going. Because, I mean, the movie is over a year away. It is, yeah. But I've already seen some of these people doing interviews about it, and they're not even done shooting, and yeah. But one of the interesting rumors is that we may have Jenna Malone playing a female Robin. Please, God, no. I can't stand Jenna Malone. I have no idea who she is. Who is she? She was um, Johanna in Hunger Games Catching Fire. Mm. Mm. I can't stand her. I seriously did not like her even when she was a child and she was like in other she was like a child star and she did other movies Mm -hmm. and then when she was at comic-con two years ago i believe when they had catching fire Mm -hmm. and she called suzanne collins joanne collins Mm -hmm. i was like oh my god you are an idiot this person gave you a job (laughs) And after that, I was like, I hate you. <laughs> I can't stand her. And I thought she was a really annoying Joanna. And I like Joanna, and I was annoyed by her. Mm-hmm. So, please don't. Please don't put Jenna Malone in a movie. Well, she's definitely yeah. in it. We just don't know who she's playing. Uh, hopefully nobody important. Ugh. One interesting thing, though, is I haven't seen any sign of the Flash or Green Arrow in this movie. Uh-huh. So I'm. it's pretty rare nowadays to have multiple people playing the same character at the same right. time. So I'm not sure they're going to want to have Green Arrow in these movies right away while the TV show is so popular. Right. I agree. How? Because I even remember the, not this latest Superman movie, but the one before that, Mm -hmm. like, some people were having a hard time reconciling it with Smallville, which was on there at the time. Oh, yeah. Brandon Routh and uh, Tom Welling. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I mean, like, how many people that watch Arrow on CW are going to be going to see Batman vs. Superman? The thing is, I think that in this particular case, the target audiences overlap. I think that's where the issue is. I see. Okay. Um, yeah. So that is Batman vs. Superman. Done justice. And it seems to me like Marvel is going all in to build up Captain America 3 to just completely tear down any momentum DC gets with this movie. Nice. Because they're literally giving people like everything they've been asking for. Like they're, Robert Downey Jr. joined the cast as Iron Man. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that. There's rumors about Spider-Man possibly joining. It's looking like they are going to be using the Civil War storyline from the comics, uh-huh. which is a relatively new storyline, but, I mean, so is the Winter Soldier, so it's not outside the one reality. Okay. And Bucky will be playing a big role in this movie, we know. Okay. So, it's pretty much everything people have been asking for. The interesting thing about the Civil War storyline is it's so new, like, the storyline was almost a reaction to post-9-11 America. Oh, interesting. So it's built around this idea 
that the government doesn't like these kind of vigilantes going out and like trying to save the world on their own. And there are several violent incidents mm-hmm. that lead to Congress passing the Superhero Registration right. Act, where every superhero has to register with their secret identity and like get permission to act as a superhero. Like in The Incredibles. Um, yeah, but, uh, like, it, the big thing is that the side of the superheroes who support the act are led by Iron Man, and the group of superheroes who oppose it are led by Captain America. Huh, that's interesting. So, and the main character linking the two together is Spider-Man, because he starts out on Iron Man's side, but ends up changing to the side of Captain America. Huh. Um, so... Marvel released this image of Iron Man and Captain America fighting over Spider-Man, saying we'll find out more in, like, summer of 2016, which is when Captain America 3 comes out. Okay. So everybody's kind of thinking, like, oh, maybe that's, like, why they came out with it. Right. But the biggest thing to come out of the Civil War storyline is the assassination of Steve Rogers. Uh Uh-huh. So, and with, um... God, is it Chris Evans' career, like, in Marvel, kind of in question at the moment? Right. Because we don't know if he's going to re-up his contract. It's very possible that they could follow the storyline with Steve Rogers' um, temporary death and replacement by Bucky as Captain America. Uh-huh. So, that, I think this is the first time, really, that Marvel is going all in on a solo movie. Okay. Because we do know at the end of the next Avengers movie, the Avengers split up. What? You keep telling me these things. I don't know these things. <laughs> you need to stop telling me these things, Christina. <laughs> this is silly. Well, because Steve I... Rogers forms his own, like, new Avengers squad. I would like to be surprised, please. <laughs> no, you don't. That's true. <laughs> I would at least like to pretend I want to be surprised. <laughs> please. <laughs> I think we're going to keep finding out new things as each studio tries to up each other. Yeah, I'm sure we will. As it continues to be some sort of, like, pissing contest. (laughs) So, what are your predictions about who will win the Great War for the comic book adoring audience's heart? I think Marvel's gonna win. Yeah. I mean, look at the way Marvel already has, like, upped their ante in the last few years. Mm -hmm. And, like, DC, yeah, it's always been in the background. It's always been pretty popular. But they don't really do much with it. Every time we find out something about DC Comics lately, it's like Marvel's like, oh yeah, we'll take this. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like DC does its best to try and, like, stay on top. Mm-hmm. But it just, it just can't. Like, DC released kind of all this information about the Batman Superman movie and Uh then Marvel's just like yeah well we added Robert Downey Jr. and then everybody's just like oh my god yeah like I didn't even know about all this information with the Batman Superman movie and I almost immediately found out about um, Robert Downey Jr. Mm -hmm. I just think that like everyone loves those characters so much I mean it's like Chris Hemsworth um, what's his name 
Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. and like um, Jeremy Renner and like all these people have like come to love these characters so much and the people that play them that like oh big deal it's Henry Cavill or Cavill Mm -hmm. or it's um, Ben Affleck who people really don't like as Batman Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of like you need to sort of do something a little bit more than just like, oh, hey, we cast Ben Affleck, and everyone gets so angry, and then you're like, too bad. <laughs> I think another thing is, like, we don't really know anything about the plot for this Batman versus Superman movie, but uh-huh. it seems to be, like, a very comic book movie, kind of, like, it's fantasy, and it's the superheroes, and we don't really know what they're doing, whereas the way the Avengers like the Marvel movies are going, they really are tied into our reality and our current society. Yeah. Well, also, okay, I mean, coming, viewing this as a person who, like, I don't know anything about comic books. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing the commercials for Avengers and thinking, I really want to see that movie. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, seeing the commercials for Batman movies, I'm kind of like, I could see that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't look that interesting to me. And, like, the whole time I was watching even the last Batman movie, I was like, I don't get it. Like, I've heard the name Ross Al Ghul before, but I don't know what he does. Mm-hmm. Like, I, this doesn't mean anything to me that Marion Cotillard is Ross Al Ghul's daughter. Like, that doesn't mean anything to me. Mm-hmm. So as someone who doesn't watch or read the comic books, you have to sort of, like, um, cater to all these audiences and i think that marvel does a better job mm-hmm. whereas like oh look not only are we doing the right um thing by the comic book fans but hey look there's guys in spandex and like <laughs> hey look um we're gonna put scarlett johansson in here mm-hmm. and oh blah blah like everyone there's something there for everyone mm-hmm. as opposed to let's try and figure out what who the hell Ra's al ghul is and what's happening it seems like dc is trying to make a good superhero movie whereas marvel is trying to make a good movie with superheroes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a good way to put it that's true because i remember when like captain america 2 was coming out they're like this is first and foremost almost like a political thriller and mm-hmm. we have Captain America in it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about the Winter Soldier. I didn't even know who that was. But I'm like, ooh, Sebastian Stan is back. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's such a cool character. Look at his costume. Look at the way he acts. Like, it's a really cool um, storyline. But I don't know anything about him. Mm-hmm. I do think that they lucked out in how quickly audiences took to the Winter Soldier right after we have potentially lost Loki. That's true. Because there are few people on Earth at that point who were more popular than Tom Hiddleston. Mm -hmm. That's very true. I was pretty upset about Loki, and then they're like, hey, Winter Soldier. And people are like, oh, okay, cool. And the Winter Soldier isn't even like a villain like Loki was. Like, Loki knew what he was doing and enjoyed it. Yeah. Winter Soldier is still a hero at heart. Yeah. And like like I said with the Marvel movies, I mean... Look at all their, like, actual real human problems that they have that that are rooted in things that you can, um, you know, relate to. Mm -hmm. It's like Iron Man suffering from PTSD at the moment, and Catherine's trying to figure out how he fits into modern society and all those kind of things. We're not seeing that in DC yet. Maybe we will, but we haven't yet. Exactly. So, I think Marvel's going to win. But we'll see. I also think that it helps that Marvel, that Disney has Marvel. Because, I mean, as you saw when we were at Disneyland last week, 
Look at the way they're banking on it. They have Marvel um, posters in every window at the D- Disney store. And they're selling balloons, not just with princesses on it, but you can get a Spider-Man balloon or a Thor balloon or an Iron Man balloon. And you can go meet Thor and you can go meet Iron Man and Captain America. Like, And then they had the sneak peek of Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, They're really banking on it. And having Disney money allows Marvel to take the bigger mm-hmm. risks mm-hmm. that have ended up paying off. I don't think DC at the moment necessarily has that capability. Right. That's very true. Like, Marvel could risk, at least for a little while, killing off some of the main characters. <laughs> I think that if they really wanted to, like, bring it with their with their movies, I mean, look how, how excited everyone got when... Um, when at the end of the last Batman movie, all Joseph Gordon-Levitt said was, why don't you check under my real name, Robin? And everyone was like, oh my god! I mean, like, why aren't you bringing him back? Everyone was so excited. Like, in my movie theater, people cheered when she was like, you should use your real name, Robin. It's really nice. And people cheered in the movie theater. And, like, why wouldn't you bring him back when you get that sort of reaction? I was kind of stunned how quickly they wiped out the Nolan vs. Batman series. Which was actually good. It's like, literally, that last movie came out, then it felt like a couple months later, they're like, oh, by the way, the new Batman is Ben Affleck. It's like, where did that yeah. come from? Not that Christian Bale was a good Batman. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but it it was good for the series. Right. And I think, although Nolan's Batman was a little out there i mean i saw them all they were all a little out there but i mean like they had a lot of people that people were really excited about killian murphy um joseph gordon levitt heath ledger i mean like people were so excited about heath ledger i know a lot of people who are really 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 stoked that killian murphy was in it and he was really know, and he was he was subtly in every movie which yeah. was also awesome and like um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Gary Oldman. I mean, like everyone loved them. Why wouldn't you bring yeah. them back? Michael Caine. Oh, of course, Michael freaking Caine and and Morgan Freeman. Hello. God. Yeah, God. <laughs> Even though he was only God in that stupid Jim Carrey movie. I feel like if you really want to do better, DC, you should bring back the people that everyone like likes. And they need to work on building the franchises for each of these characters from the ground up rather than just throwing them all into a superhero movie together and hoping people get excited by all the shiny. Yeah. I really don't understand the whole point with Ben Affleck as Batman. I just think it's a terrible decision. Also because he already played a superhero, a bad one, but he already was in for Marvel. Yeah, but he was already a superhero. Pick somebody new. There's like a million people you could pick from. It's like I was reading their reasoning because they didn't audition for it. They wanted Ben Affleck and they mm-hmm. got him. And like I was reading the reasoning behind it. And I don't feel like he's the only one who fit the mold. And I feel like it's a, they're acting like it's a brand new thing. Like bringing in an established actor who has like the gravitas uh-huh. and stuff. I mean, they tried that with George Clooney and look how bad that movie oh my was. God. That movie was so bad, it was kind of awesome. 
<laughs> like, it's one of those movies that, like, to enjoy, you need to play a drinking Like, movie. I honestly, when we were talking about Gotham in one of the episodes, one of the podcast episodes, and you were talking about Poison Ivy, I was like, oh, Uma Thurman. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, when people were talking about, oh, Bane's so scary, I'm like, I've only ever seen Bane in Batman and Robin. <laughs> and he was definitely not scary. God, remember when when her like her plants ate her? That was pretty funny. Uh, that was pretty good. I enjoyed that movie. I can't believe Mr. Freeze became our governor. Oh, that's right, Mr. Freeze. My sister actually wrote a paper about the Incredibles in college, and she kept re- referring to Frozone as Mr. Freeze. And I'm like, no, his name is Frozone. <laughs> it's a different person. Honey, where's my super suit? Why do you need to know? <laughs> because I need it. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing ever in like the history of movies I mean, is when his wife is like I am the greatest good you'll ever know <laughs> that is really good ah uh, that's funny isn't Frozen yes it is okay I haven't seen the movie in a while I, couldn't I just bought it on Amazon for really cheap because I forgot <laughs> how good that movie was and it was on Disney Channel recently and I was like god this movie is so good it really is it's better than most of the DC movies we've gotten in the past several years. It's not DC. I know. I'm saying that it's better than most of the DC movies, and it's in, like, Disney Pixar movies. But Disney Pixar there. movies are awesome. Mm-hmm. So, I really don't know what you're talking about. I'm just saying that if Pixar can make a better superhero movie than DC Comics, it's bad. Science. I can't even think of a, good, a bad Pixar movie.